You gotta spaz on this beat, bro. But how? J- just do it, man. I don't even know what to say. Just go off the top. What? Yeah, just just go off the top, man. You got it. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I'll even do the ad libs for you. Oh, for real? Yeah. All right, then let's get it. It's lit. Hey. I need know what to say. Yeah. I'ma just go off the top. Okay. I need know what to say. Okay. I'ma just go off the top. Hey. I need know what to say. Let's get it. I'ma just go off the top. Okay. I need know what the I need know what the I need know what the I. Hello, welcome back everybody to the OTT podcast. And as always, everything is off the top. I'm your co-host Oxetic, and joining me is my homie, my boy, all the way out in Cali, Namai. My man, how was your weekend? As I usually say to you, because I'm always just interested in your life, just because we're such good friends, and I just always want to know what's going on. My weekend was absolutely beautiful. Took another Where trip to Yosemite. Did you play Yosemite this Listen time? Listen to Yosemite. Thank you. This is thank for for people that don't know the inside ongoing running joke that we have is that the first time Namai went to Yosemite, I specifically told him you have to play Yosemite on your way to Yosemite. Feel like that's a rite of passage, and he didn't. But this time, this time he has righted his wrongs. He has purged his sin, if you will, <laughs> and, and I've, he's played I've done my Hail Mary. Oh my God! You said your Hail Marys. Yeah, I've, I've oh done my God. You know, I've, I've repented. I've been, repented. I've repented in, in Travis Scott's name. I'm I'm happy that that happened. It just doesn't make any sense. But you know who does make sense? Logic always makes a lot of sense. His last album, No Pressure, his final retirement album. And I know you like that. I know I know you like what I did there. I saw your face when that when that happened. Thank the you. Thank you. I just I just want I just wanted one clap from you. More Logic's- segues than mall cops. <laughs> oh my god! I actually weirdly enough that you said that I was watching Mall Cop yesterday for like ten minutes. Really? That movie is so good. Go to My it. parents had it on, and he was actually riding the subway throughout the mall. You know how he yeah. sees that, like, lady cop, and he, like, stops in his tracks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Paul Blart. Paul, Paul Blart, Blart mall cop. Rapper. He should. But, yeah, dude, Logic. this Logic album is ridiculous. Absolutely top-tier quality. I, I think, think it's, it's interesting it's- to see um, his progression to this point. I, I, I Honestly, like, I was seeing a lot of mixed reactions when he first announced the album. Um, And it's interesting to see that, right? Because last three years, I want to say, at least in terms of like people on Twitter, uh, Logic has been a very uh, polarizing figure uh, in terms of people either really liking him or really not liking him. Which is interesting because I find that when you aren't on Twitter, the sentiment is not like that at all. People usually uh, not. Like, yeah, Logic makes he, he makes decent music. Like I don't know, I don't know that many Logic songs, but I can't say he's exactly a bad dude. Can't say he's bad. Can't say he's great. You know, probably. I will middle. say that I neglected the last couple Logic albums since the Incredible True Story. Mm-hmm. But everything up until that point, I I really liked. I mean, I loved mixtape logic um, up until uh, he released Under Pressure, which was an absolutely beautiful album. And the deluxe version of that album, before deluxes were entire other albums, uh, he had a couple really good songs on there. And then The Incredible True Story was great. But after that, it kind of felt to me that his sound became a little bit more mainstream and not that that's really a bad thing, but it didn't appeal to me as much. And so, yeah, I I just feel like he, he he became that person, that artist, that was that guy behind the 1-800 song, the suicide hotline song guy. I feel like, like, yeah, it's unfortunate that that was his name. 
he was put into that like category by people that didn't really know his music or really know who he was as an artist or what kind of music that he made. So when you're kind of trapped, I guess, in that parallel where people think that you're just one specific person for one specific song, I, I, I think that kind of hurts him back then, of course. But now I feel like throughout his entire career, Logic's obviously been on the scene for 10 plus years now, this being his final retirement album. Um, there's a lot of good things that we can take from this album. And like you said, like under pressure is, is arguably probably his best album to date. And I think no pressure also competes for that top spot. I, I, I've been seeing a lot as far as what other people are think, but it's always important to know that when you are, you know, who we are as far as hip hop journalists in a sense of trying to feed into what news that we can having your own opinions and forming your own opinions is probably the smartest thing to do for ourselves in the same vein, because we can't we can't piggyback. That's not who we are as OTT. But I will say this off the top. I will say this. No ID is it is one of the best producers to live for a reason. He's one of the most influential producers to live for a reason. And me going into this, I'm not really the biggest Logic fan. I told you before we started recording. I the last Logic album I listened to was Bobby Tarantino back in 2015. I'm pretty sure. And after I got my fix with 44 bars and pretty much that whole album on repeat for my summer that year, I kind of stopped listening to him. I felt like his voice wasn't really what I was looking for anymore. And now going back into it, you know, five some odd years later, it was fresh. It was new. And it, it felt like he was being sent off in, in a way where he could potentially come back if he wanted to. Um, but at this point in his life, I don't think he is just because there's more to focus on. I was, also, I was actually watching a, his live stream that he did um, prior to the release of the album. He was or crying. Actually during the yeah, he, he was crying at the very end. Yeah, but like, at the very beginning, he was kind of giving a uh, preface to what exactly his retirement meant. Uh, he's going to be focusing more on like streaming and like doing more gaming-related content. Uh, I think that's kind of what, what he finds interesting now. He said that he is looking... Uh, into touring eventually, but I mean, as things are right now, that's obviously not. not an option, and probably won't be an option for the near future. But I think we can look forward to uh, to a Bobby Tarantino tour sometime in the in the in the future. And I'm hoping so. I mean, Logic is a really great guy; he's a really good artist. And you know, for people that don't really listen to him as much like me, um, going into this album, I was sort of. I guess not so much scared. I wasn't really, I didn't really know what to expect and coming into it with fresh ears and kind of like an open mind. I assume I thought this was a really great album. I mean, from top to bottom production on this is seamless. I think every song sort of has like that purpose behind it in each and every way. I think the way that no idea and logic tie in tidbits about logic's career, like, Oh, RZA is one of his influences. I think on celebration, they talk about, they cut the song at the very end and they talk about, oh, these are his influences. Like, oh, this is how he got to start. And like, oh, this is who means most to him. Like, it's, it's, it's tidbits about logic. And I think that's really cool because they do it in a very logic form where it's like that futuristic robotic type sample voice that they have. And yeah, it's just. I also really like the, uh, the Twilight Zone-esque, like. Right. The little skits that he does. And especially the one at the end where they're talking about all the racial injustice that's been happening in the in the recent history i mean in history in general right i just think that combined with all the other elements that we get from this album like you said these skits and and 
the samples that they do use on this to kind of create that cohesive feeling that I get when I hit the end. I think that last song is called, or that last sample uh, with the Twilight Zone-esque uh, person, Obediently Yours. I'm not sure who says it. I'm not sure where that snippet's from. I'm not sure where where that sample, uh, who said that first. Um, but it definitely is a nice, you know, ribbon on top of the gift that Logic is giving us before he ventures off into something else in his life. Uh, a couple takeaways from me, I guess, on this is GP4. I think that song is probably the most perfect song on this. I think that production is so clean and crisp that you can listen to that anywhere at any time, five years down the road, and it'll still hit the same exact way. I think Logic's verses are really tight on this too. I don't think he misses in a lot of places, and he's talking about things that he's talked about generally for over the course of his career. Mental health is a huge part about it. He's very introspective in this. He's really just kind of telling us like it is. He's not beating around the bush. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of lines on this, like especially in in Man I Is, Dark Place, Heard Him Say, and Hit My Line. There's those four songs speak to me in a way where he's really just letting himself go into this. And he's really putting it all. Uh, he's putting it all in this project for us to listen to and kind of see where he's at in this moment in time. What are, what are some of your songs that you took away from this? Because when I was going through this album, I, like I said, I didn't know what to expect. And I didn't know Logic that way. I didn't, I didn't know him to be this very introspective writer in what he's able to bring forth to the table. But now I feel like going into this album and coming away with all this, this different knowledge, I guess, or this different perspective I have of him. Um, what are some of the songs, I guess, that kind of stood out to you on this? Yeah, I think the uh, the biggest standout track to me specifically was Dark Place. Uh, really enjoyed the really enjoyed the different like contextual references and the way that he was talking about you know uh, similar. It's written actually by him and Tori Moi. I guess Tori Moi oh, has a writing credit on this. That. I didn't see um, that. Very very good song. Um, actually, I just looked it up. Uh, the skits that were in the sort of like twilight zone-esque sounding voice um were actually uh from orson wells okay see i so, didn't i didn't know i didn't know who was no, said exactly. it. i, didn't, I know. didn't know until just now when i looked it up but i was just interested to see who, who said those things i think that adds another really good uh layer to it right because the way that logic has always structured his music is more as storytelling or um a the a theatrical sense of of music rather than just having song after song after song very uh, meticulous and i think that played a the the fact that this album was made just in one week played a big role in the in the cohesiveness between each track and how it really plays well as a narrative so i think that as much as i want to say you know i like this song i like that song i think that uh this is this is a puzzle this is a complete puzzle where it's not sure. missing any of the pieces and they really put it together so meticulously logic was talking about how he would go he would write a whole song go back every line just redo the line you know rewrite you know one word two words here and there just to like get that perfect rhythm perfect flow uh yeah. and his and flows are crazy on this too he 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 really like I don't want to say like he gets out of his comfort zone in a sense because we're hearing things from him that we've heard through him you know, throughout his entire career. And the flows that he's able to switch up so quickly and he's able to change his rhyme scheme in the same sentence, it's almost, 
I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It's so cool. I don't, I don't even know what to yeah, say because just, he's able yeah. to do it. He's it's just like, like a really like cute almost, type of rapper. He's very, he's very, he's able to just completely change his flow to fit with the instrumental. And I, I actually have seen Logic live. Um, uh, I want to say this was probably 20, 2016, 2017. Um, that I saw Logic live. Uh, he was on tour with uh, YG, uh, oh G and Yo Gotti. <laughs> wait, why is that cool? It was dope, honestly. <laughs> why well, is YG on tour with Logic? That's cool, though. He produced a beat on stage and freestyled to it. I was, I, I'll never forget how impressed I was. I think oh uh, another really cool thing about this album is how he uses a lot of like his influences to complement his music, right? Because he's flipping Outkast. Uh, he's flipping Public Enemy, using Orson Welles, um, just all these different samples and stuff that he's using. Mm-hmm. Um, he even reused an Ultra 85 sample on one of these songs too. Yeah, exactly. And it's just all of these different little elements that he's putting together that make it his album. I don't think that, uh, yeah, he even sampled um, uh, a Kanye. Um, so I just think that if, if I was Logic, I feel like this is where he just took every little element, every little piece that he wanted to put into an album and just ran with it. And I, I can't say that I'm disappointed by the result. I, I'm not either. And I remember literally finishing this album on Thursday, or I think it was Friday. And I sat there, to, I, I literally said this to myself, I was like, good job, Logic. Like, good job, you did it. This is a great send-off for yourself. And it was. I, I feel like in every single aspect of this, of his life, I, I feel like we get a little bit of reality in every single song. So on songs like Dad Bod, A to Z, he's really talking about him coming into fatherhood and really trying to be the dad that he, he is going to be for his son. That's, that's one of the main reasons he is retiring in a sense of just trying to be at home more and, you know, take care of his son, which is great to see. And how, how many times have you heard rappers about real life? Like how many times have you heard rappers, you know, rap and talk about real life things? Like on A to Z, he talks about going to Target and picking up diapers and looking at, you know, random people pass him and fans coming up to him being nervous and shaking and they can't even talk to him. And it's very like, I don't want to say it's not, edgy in the sense of it being super different but at the same time it is yeah it's just really real and i, I just think that's where the the um the versatility of his uh of his rhyme schemes kind of helps him uh in the sense that like when logic raps i feel like he could on specific songs obviously this is a case by case basis but I think that he can have a beat that I like enough and a flow that I like enough that he gets that opening to say these things about his regular life that if another rapper said it, like I would be like, dude, why are you even talking talking about about? exactly the fact that there's so up until that point. And then he's just talking about these things that are super relatable. I think it really Mm -hmm. works in his favor. favor. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't even sound like he's rapping half the time. It feels like we're just in like a conversation with him. I just feel like he's kind of telling it how, telling it how it is for him in his, in his head right now. I can't speak today. What's going on? Me neither. We're both on that. We're both on that same level where we are just trying to get all this information out and it's just not coming out in the way that we wanted to. 
I think another song that I really I really struck a chord with me is Soul Food 2. Obviously paying homage to Under Pressure. That's really cool. And that's a great song. Uh, the double mixes in there are really great. And Logic does his thing. And No ID. I keep going back to how great No ID is on this album because I think he's bodied every single beat on this. And he with him being... All of them, though. He, there was also some production from uh, Six, who's uh, Logic's like go-to producer. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. My bad, people. My bad. Regardless, production on this is very flawless. And I just feel like all the sounds that we hear on this really embody Logic's musicality throughout his entire career i just feel like it's very easy easily digestible to listen to and this is definitely has a lot of replay value going back into it for the years years to come especially if he's not going to be making any more music this is a nice nice cherry on top of his career for fans to keep going back and and listening to what his final words were and what his message is at this point in time of his life i just see that six is indian so shout out, shout <laughs> shout out. <laughs> wait hold on he's indian wait a second Let's yeah, get him Indian heritage. Can we get him on an interview? I feel like it's only necessary. We got to get six and Nav. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Nav's going to come on this just because our, do you ever uh, see the guy on Twitter? Nav has zero good songs. He's blown up in the past like couple weeks. Like he's gotten like, he's getting like hella wow. clout now on Twitter. Because uh, no jumper stole his tweet. Yep. And then Adam 22 responded to him on Twitter and he was like, yo, no hard feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I respect Adam 22 for that just because like yeah. he, I don't think he was involved in it directly. I just think it's funny that it happened in the way that it did. Just like what? How does that happen? <laughs> Speaking of Nav, frequent oh, no. Nav collaborator, Gunna. Whoa. Had a big week this week. Deluxe album for Wanna. I like that. That wasn't Paul Blart, but it was pretty damn close. Yeah, it was it was a reach, but it, it worked. <laughs> One of Deluxe, we got a couple of new songs from Gunna this week. Uh, a lot of nice features as well. I think this Lil Uzi Vert song, Relentless, is going to be the one that I'm going to be coming to back the yeah. most on this Deluxe. Uzi's feature run lately has been unbelievable. I think he's been on a feature almost every single week for the past month and a half. Yeah, he um, had Perry Go Remix last week. And then the week before that, he was on... Uh, count uh count a million with no mm-hmm. cap and then he was Ooh, also on that shy glizzy it's a great album uh steel Ooh. human love uh, that gotta give the boy a shout out he's not that well known, but i think he he's pretty talented um yeah i think that the gunna deluxe was i mean it, i wasn't expecting anything like life-changing and i think i got what i wanted from it i would say that gunna really impressed me this week with uh his collaboration with don Tolliver. Yes, uh, and this is one of the Chase songs B. that was previewed last week on Travis Scott's and Chase B's Wave Radio on Apple Music. And this is one of the six, seven new songs that was teased uh, from this. So with if you guys aren't on Apple Music, this these songs are going to be impossible for you to hear just because you can't go back to the episode of Wave Radio to watch. But in case you did miss it, Big Sean was teased two new songs called Zen and Lithuania. Don Tolliver and Chase B and Gunna with Cafeteria, Travis Scott and Young Thug with White T, and even a YBN Corday and Sway Lee cut too. And it's crazy to think Wait, collaboration or no, no no no. So YBN Corday had the Parables, Parables, oh, okay, okay. Parables, okay. and then Sway Lee had a song called Scrooge. So we get maybe five new songs. We have five, five or six new songs, including Cafeteria, and then those two Big Sean songs. All this coming out of nowhere, keep in mind. I feel like Wave Radio just kind of happened out of out of absolutely nowhere. I didn't even see it until 
Travis tweeted it out. It's like, hey, we're live. And I'm like, what is happening right now? So I, I caught it. And Cafeteria was the first song that I actually caught. And let me tell you, I'm very happy that this song is dropping. And I'm very happy to know the news that Chase B and Don Tolliver have an album coming out from this song. Wait, which is Don Tolliver is with it's with Chase B because I, I was under yes. the impression that Chase B was releasing an album himself. I thought it sounded like when I was listening to Wave Radio that Don and Chase B have a collab album together that they're dropping. I could be wrong, but that's I feel like that's what I remember from Wave Radio. But what what did because, you uh, Chase, B, Chase B dropped uh, Mayday? Uh, it was a while ago, but Mayday with uh, Young Thug and Sheck West. Was it just them uh, too? Yeah. And so, so maybe, I, I was under the impression that this is probably from the same project, even though that was a single that came out a while ago. By the way, so for any B listeners who then. don't know, Chase B is Travis Scott's uh, DJ. Uh, obviously, very well connected in terms of uh, Cactus Jack and uh, YSL. So uh, looking forward to any collaborations that he has coming up. I've actually seen him live, too. You've seen Chase B live? Yeah, Chase B uh, did a concert in Orange County while I was going to Fullerton. Um, I mean, I'm still going to Fullerton, but while I was there. Still good, still good. And um, he uh, actually played uh, the Travis Scott version of Roll in Peace for the first time ever there. Like, wow. it hadn't come out yet. It didn't come out for another six months. Um, but that was uh, the first time that that song was ever released. I, I'm, I'm such a fan of like rappers and people, especially DJs previewing songs like that months before they come out. But I'm also not a fan of it because when you hear it, you just want it right away and you can't have it for months just because it's happened to me so many times and... though. Like, uh, I, <laughs> for my little sister's birthday one year, I took her to see, uh, Ariana Grande and the opener oh, was, uh, the opener was Cashmere Cat. Oh my uh, god! Who is a pretty well-renowned producer. Uh, normally does EDM music, but uh, has done like a lot of work with Kanye, and actually is the main producer of Wolves. And so that song was previewed there like almost a year before the Life of Pablo actually came out. Wow! So you heard so, Wolves almost a year. well. I mean, he didn't drop Pablo until 500 days after he said he was going to drop it. We'll probably get the same thing with Donda as well. We're, we're, who, who even knows when we'll even get Donda, to be honest. At least we get a cover art with Donda. Yeah, Maybe. we get a cool cover art. Did you see that? It probably uh, won't even be the same cover art when it actually comes out. <laughs> who knows? Did you see, like, there's a lot of different cover arts coming around on Twitter lately. There's uh, four different concepts for Jesus is King that were official. I don't know if you saw those photos, but they were really cool. And I feel like with Donda, this is not going to be the final cover art. I just feel like Kanye knows he fucked up in some sort of way, so he had to give at least something. Just something. He's like, I'll, 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 yeah. give, I'll give everyone the cover art. We'll teaser. do that. little teaser. We'll wait on it, but who knows it's going to be the final, because Kanye is Kanye, and he's going to do whatever he feels like doing when he wants to. But we'll see. I hope, I hope everyone we get Donda. I'm not sure when, but hopefully we will soon. So just stay patient. We know how Kanye works. We've been through this multiple times already. I think this is like a Kanye thing at this point and not even trip that he's not going to drop in the day of. Yeah, it's only done it four I times. Never, I never expect it. But artists that did drop their albums when they say they were going to, <laughs> Kid Leroy. Yeah, this is a huge album that we've been trying to talk about. We've, we've been calling for Kid Leroy to drop a debut album for pretty much the entire podcast just because we talk about him so much. 
and you know he's obviously one of the young cats in the game and he's one of the youngest rappers right now doing his thing and his debut album fuck love now my i've seen nothing but bad reviews on this and i haven't seen bad reviews per se i think this is like everyone calling it mid I've I haven't even seen mid. I've been seeing basically is this like oh this Kid Leroy is not good Standard. like this is just a bad Man. album. I'm like wow yeah literally that's all I'm seeing is hate. And I, I was that, like I I didn't even listen to the album yet before I saw I saw all this first and I was like I gotta listen to this album like is it that bad because like I don't I don't think it would be from what we've heard already. There's no way. Nah, you know what I, I mean I think that in my opinion like I gave the album a good couple of listens. I think that uh, he was. A super overshadowed by Logic this week, who is dropping a very like mature album. I think in everyone, contrast, I yeah. feel like the Kid Leroy's album felt like way too immature. I don't think that it felt like there was enough time put into it for it to be his first debut album release. Um, you know, yeah, that that in that sense, it fell short to me. But I would say that I I enjoyed a good couple of the songs, and I think that. I think the skits low-key ruined it for me. I was I about just, to say. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, these skits sound like some like like a shitty Netflix special snippet. <laughs> like I just I could not deal with that. But um there's did, like yeah. I did think that he did a good job. Uh, the, the songs that stood out to me was uh So Sick or Need You the Most. Mm-hmm. Uh the the Neo Flip. I love that. I was been looking forward to that. Um, and I also really like the song with Corbin, uh, yeah, bro, he's black. Don't even, yeah. I didn't even know who he was before this. And what a voice on that guy. He's just got, Wait, you've he's never got heard some of him? Cl- no, I've never heard of him before. He's got like Dude, some clever I heard vibes of to me. Black, like, like three years ago. Oh my SoundCloud on some like SoundCloud <laughs> shit. Uh, some yeah. SoundCloud type shit. Just because Their back and forth was absolutely awesome. I, I love it. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, for a debut album, this is kind of exactly what I was not expecting, but also hoping for in the sense of Leroy's going to basically put out what he can. And he's, he needs to get out music in some sort of way, just because, like I said before, he's living off SoundCloud snippets and leaks that are, I mean, there's a couple of them on this album too. For example, Need You Most is one of those that's been circulating on SoundCloud for the longest time. Wrong with Lil Mosey is also one of those songs. So when you finally get this complete Kid Leroy project, two things kind of stare at me. One, yes, the skits. The skits are the one thing that kind of take me away from it just because I see what grade A is trying to do. They're trying to put Kid Leroy in the Juice World hole. So what did Juice World do on his debut album? Put skits in to make an entire complete story. About what? Heartbreak. Obviously, Juice is more druggy and rugged and super introspective in how he thinks about getting broken up with and heartbreak. But Leroy... He's a little older, Right. He's also exactly. I mean, Leroy is only 16. So I'm kind of taking it for what it actually is. A 16 year old kid. He's in high school. He got his heart broken. He got cheated on. Whatever it is, this is how it's going to sound. So when people say, oh, it's not good because this, this and this, I just don't think they're putting themselves in the shoes of a 16 year old kid anymore. And that goes to show kind of why this album is not being as received as it is. But when you really listen to it and you really see how kid Leroy is singing on this and what he's doing as far as what his talent shows for this is a good album i mean there's a lot of songs on here that have a lot of replay value not fair is one of them erase you is a great song running's really good need you most is one of those songs tell me why is probably going to be his hit off of this go with juice world that's already a bona fide hit 
there's a lot of songs that you can take from this album. I mean, if you look at just the music, half the album is great. No, totally. I, I don't think that I'll take yeah. away from his musical uh, capability at all. I think that but the concept uh, is the, what destroys yeah, exactly. the, the concept and the, 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 just the al- album structure itself just really also, honestly, like this is going to seem super petty, <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting tired of the all caps has uh, the, the all cap <laughs> song, song title. We're all tired of it. One is one has all caps kid Leroy with all caps. Are we just about basic proper grammar English now? Just, the nice it's just kind of like it just feels each too in your face i don't like it it just <laughs> this is so that's so petty of me though like honestly like my it's like, it's fuck love all caps it's got to be all caps oh my god dude no cap all <laughs> surprises mom let him say that <laughs> <laughs> keep in mind, keep in mind like i said the one thing that i'm going to take away from this album is that it's good but it's really nothing spectacular his talent I'd say it's is good but it's immature Exactly. And that just goes to show for how young he truly is. He's still trying to find his own way in doing what he is just because he's signed to grade A. He's still in the shadow of Juice World in a sense. I mean, when you take the concept of goodbye and good riddance and you kind of apply it to fuck love, you can see the mirror image of what grade A is trying to accomplish with Kid Leroy, what they did with Juice World. And it's the same sort of way where it can be off-putting because you don't relate to it or the skits are pretty cringe because some of them are really cringe. A bathroom skits really bad. I mean, there's Dude, that first it, had me scared for the rest of the album, man. I was like, that's Yo. what I'm saying. It, it scares you away <laughs> just because you have some, you know, kids screaming in your ear saying all this shit. It's like, Oh, you never loved me. It's like, what, what you? he just woke up and he's getting a call. Hey, man, my balls just dropped. <laughs> uh, but honestly the kid Leroy really talented i think that it was premature for him to for the for honestly i'm not even going to put it on him i think it was premature for his label to let him release uh, a commercial project i think that he I, they, they should have marketed this like a mixtape i think it um, was time i, I disagree with you on the commercial but i guess the structuring of it i feel like is the only problem that i have but he's not he's not he's not okay like there's two there's two ends of the spectrum here right because sure. he's not marketing himself as a pop star no but that's kind of the kind of music he makes you got to pick and choose i think that conceptually it didn't make it doesn't make sense for him at this young of an age to try to have like an album with trying to tell a full like life story because he hasn't lived much life yet. He's been right. famous for two years. And like, I think that what would have been cooler that I would have liked to see is more of uh, a look into his origins. Um, yeah, people don't really know. But much instead, about I feel like I got crazy. like a Disney channel relationship story. So <laughs> like it, I think that's where it's falling short. And I feel like there's people in a circle who should have been able to see that this is the direction that the album was heading in. That being yeah. said, there's nothing to be taken away from the musical standpoint. I just think that oh, it no. structured and marketed better. And I, I agree with you on that. And the marketing for it, I, I, I feel like is fine. I just feel like with the commercial release of it, as barring a mixtape or if we go back and forth between an album or a mixtape on however you wanted to release it, I think just as making the album a concept album and not really being introspective in who he is, because, you know, I've had conversations with some of my friends about, you know, Kid Leroy singing about issues that he doesn't, we don't really know he necessarily has lived through. For example, the first song, he's like, pour me up in this bottle, drinking Henny all day. And I'm like, bro, you're 16, you're drinking Hennessy? Are you sure? 
Like, I don't know about that. And I, I see where I see where you're coming from, Namai, just because I feel like he's trying or grade A and his voice that it all fits this emo rap genre. And they're gonna really try and push him to be the missing piece of the puzzle that emo rap needs right now. Because Juice is gone, X is gone, Peep is gone. Who we need new artists. And I feel like he's just the next generation of that emo rap genre. And, you know, it comes off the cuff of him being on Juice World's management team. So when you look at the orchestra notes at pretty much every single end of this song in the album for Kid Leroy's album, and then you listen to Legends Never Die, and it's the same orchestra flourish we've heard for the past two months, it's kind of obvious what they're trying to do, you know? They're really trying to market him the same way as Juice World was, because that's how you fit that dynamic. Let the kid be his own person. Exactly. But he's 16, and he's signed to Columbia, and... You know, whatever happens, happens after that. I don't know how much say he truly has in, in what he's doing right now. And hopefully, I hope that changes just because he's so talented and he's able to create hits so seamlessly, it looks like. From what we've heard on everything that he's been on, he's able, he's got the chops to do it. I just think it's going to take don't time. Think, you don't think that this is like, this feels rushed? You only get one debut album. Like, well, yeah, of course, album, but... The fact that it's your debut album, like, brings more listeners. If your debut album is prematurely released... Do people aren't going to come for his sophomore album? I mean, like, I'm not saying that. Oh, oh. Some, but I'm yeah, saying, I mean, like, I, I never said it was rushed or anything, but I, I do agree that there are some things that you could take away from this that are more good than bad in the same vein. Like, if I if I had to rate this album, I'm going to give this a six just because I'm looking at this from a music standpoint, what he's able to do on track by track. But I dock more for it just because of the concept and how it feels first listen and kind of what we get as far as what he's able to talk about of his life introspectively and the concept of it just didn't really work out in my opinion. Yeah. I I don't know. I I think that between, between them trying to push him as like the second coming of juice world and which they should, I feel like like they just need to be. I I think that, I think that they should have just released a mixtape. Like I should have waited a little bit more. They should have waited until he had a more mature sound that he, he came more into his own and he didn't sound yeah. like like he was trying to emulate Juice World or anyone. I and mean, he dropped honestly, the album a week after Legends Never Die. I Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like but he Like was Legends Never Die the rollout he, for this album? Who knows? He's skilled enough that I don't think that he he should have dropped a debut album that was lower than an eight. I give this album I, like yeah, like like a five and a half to six, and like I, I really like the music. And I'd say that's fair as an album. It's like, just it's not it's not a good album. It's good yeah. music, but it's not a good album. Yeah, and I feel like the excuse of him being sixteen years old. I mean, he is one of the youngest rappers in the game right now, and pretty much one of the youngest artists on the scene. You know, barring YNW Slime, of course. Uh, he's I think he's the youngest, isn't he? Isn't he like fourteen? That kid, I think he's like, yeah, 15, something like that. The youngest right, so it, was Savage, though. Put some respect oh, was on he? Booba Savage's name. Oh, my. Maybe I have to put you, some respect on You mess on with Booba him. Savage? No. I don't even know who he is before you said him right now. Dude, Booba Savage is goaded. Uh, he has a song with Kenny Beats called Bust It Down. Speaking of Kenny Beats, Baghetti with J.I.D. Oh, and Smino, that link up. Holy shit, I didn't do yeah, that. Yeah, you know what you did. Final thoughts on Kid Leroy, and then we're going to talk about this J.I.D. Smino cut. I think with the Kid Leroy, there's definitely a lot more he needs to do to grow. 
And I think being pigeonholed into this emo rap Juice World type, especially with the management being underneath them, being Juice World's management team, I think they're going to push a specific sound for Leroy to tackle. But I hope in the coming years, in the coming months, whatever it is, I'm hoping he's able to kind of break away from any advice and kind of just listen to what he wants to do for himself to make the music that's true to him. And he, like you said, dude, he has the voice and the chops and the talent to, you know, create an album that should be an eight or a higher. And he really does. Cause I don't think I've heard any 16 year old have this kind of voice and sing as well as he does. And, and really his wordplay isn't even that fantastic, but it's good enough to make you want to keep listening. And yeah. I think with time, that's going to get better. And he's only 16. Like he hasn't talent. lived a lot of life. And for sure. Exactly. I think, that, uh, I think I just wish they wouldn't have done the debut album rollout like now. I think that. Yeah. It's, I think uh, it was definitely time music. for him. Yeah. It was definitely time for him to release something. But right after the week after Legends Never Die came out, I think that's a little too soon. But we can move on to this uh, Smino, JID, and Kenny. Please. Smino and JID, Baghetti, Kenny Beats. What a, what a, tr- what a track. JID, I love when JID sings just because you don't really hear him sing a lot. And when you do, it's kind of like a cool, like, like a vibey, like, I feel like I'm in like a jacuzzi type thing. I need to learn some meditate. You know, like he's that's got like that. Rock, right? Or is no. it JID? That's JID singing. And then the switch up. And I miss my dogs. That's Smino. And then they switch back and forth. Damn, I'd be at least I, I, that's what I heard. Apart. Yeah, they're very hard to tell apart. I'm I look, think it's it Jay. Right please look because if I'm wrong, I'm gonna feel. Oh, like you're right. You're right. You're right. It okay, is because okay. JID he opens it up and then the switch up to the breakdown is Smino and then yeah, Smino yeah, raps yeah. and then JID loops back around after his chorus. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I think that um, I, I, there's so much to unpack here for one song. Um, there is. There's a lot going on with this. Just, I love the two-part chorus where they're, they're working together to make that. And they're not using the same flow either at all. They're just taking completely different uh, pockets in the beat and um, just running with it. And honestly, like I, when it comes to Kenny Beats working with uh, artists like Smino and JID, honestly, anyone who fits under like the like Dreamville esque umbrella, like uh, you know, what I mean, Kenny's like, gonna body like, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's gonna destroy it. And uh, um, really interesting to see how Kenny Beats is able to work so seamlessly with like Smino and JID on this song, and then like he's made like classics with 10K Cash and like Maxo Cream. And exactly. then like works with like he'll, go, he'll work with TJX six and Denzel yeah, Curry exactly. and he, work, he can he can work with anyone and he's so versatile I love it, um, but yeah I mean nothing bad to say about this track at all J- Smino doing a crazy crazy flows um, I love Smino man I think I, that I my mean, I, my favorite thing about this song is the 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 hits of the eight oh eights yes did you notice that I even like the, the I did I did the hi hats in this too are crazy I just it's like that nice yeah. pause in between that you get. It's just, this song is, is very well produced. I mean, we, we talk about Kenny beats so much on this podcast just because we respect what he does and what, and you know, the crazy thing is he doesn't even use a piano in my, he just sits there on his computer and he makes all this. We need to, uh, we need to start, <laughs> uh, like keeping track of how much we mention the same people. <laughs> Like Juice World four times, Juice World's every episode. Kenny, Kenny Beats probably every episode. Black, 
Black is all too. We probably the, listen the to Black so of much. Coming off of yeah, Baghetti, I, 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 dude, with JID and Samino, I, I definitely just want to hear more music from them too. And you know, JID hasn't dropped since DiCaprio two, and we're still kind of waiting. Actually, no, he was on Revenge of the Dreamers three, so not necessarily his album. But we need a project from both Samino and JID. Smino, so his last album, the War. Smino, album, sorry. An album, not so much a mixtape. I mean, we did we did get sad uh, from Smino, I think, in April, March or April, and that's just a mixtape available on SoundCloud and Audio Mac, not All available right. on Spotify and Apple Music. So you have to really dig for that to find that. Um, and JID, like I said, the last thing we got from him was DiCaprio too, and both of their features on Revenge of the Dreamers three made me feel some type of way just because I miss both of them as artists. And I would love to hear music from both of them. And I really hope there's more in the vault from these two, just because their chemistry is so great together. I feel like they yeah, fit so that I pattern. Think, I think that this is rumored to be on the next Smino uh, album. Could be wrong. Oh, wow. Smino not on? Well, he's on the hook, I guess, but... Smino... Wait, on this song? He has a verse. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, if Smino... If this is going to go on Smino's album, wouldn't you think that Smino would be the lead voice on the hook? Oh, true. I don't know. But, like, artists do that. It doesn't really matter. Dude, yeah. I'm trying to Probably. think of a song where, like, the feature just kind of takes the entire song. But there, that happens hella often. Yeah, like anything on Black Swan, like Raven Lee. What's yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I J2, yeah, Raven Lee, Linnae, Bari on Fleet Flick on Black Swan. Dude, I'd, I mean, this album was, like, let me tell you a story about Black Swan real quick. I was in Florida, and I didn't even know who Smino was. I heard Spit Shine, and I was just going through Apple Music, whatever, just searching music. I come across that song, and I'm like, oh, my God, who is this guy? Because it sounded like hip-hop and pop and EDM and, like, uppity rap Pharrell-type music. And I was like, oh, my God, who is this dude? So I go through the album, and I love it. And I save every single song from the album. And the next year, he drops Noir, and I'm like, all right, looks like I'm a Smino fan for sure, just because back-to-back. This is great. And now Black Swan is one of the essential albums on Apple Music just because it was that riveting. And to see Smino kind of assert himself as one of the prominent voices in R&B, especially like right now, I feel like you can kind of look to anybody in that Dreamville type click to be your prominent voice for any great music coming out as far as how it's tackled and how it's produced. I feel like Smino and JID are one of the top two, if not the top two R&B artists, or R&B rappers, I would say. I feel like they both kind of play into both of those genres very nicely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just feel like with both of those guys being at the pinnacle of what they're able to do and have so much more left to grow and so much more left to put out, I think the sky's the limit for both of these guys. 100%. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, any more material that comes out from uh, any of these three. Uh, whether it's JID, Kenny, or honestly, I want to see more Kenny. I yeah, like, I just, I, I'd I like to see, like I never know what to expect from him. And I just, every, he's just dropping, he's been dropping UK grime songs. He's been dropping straight bangers and then these like chill, like love songs. And I just love chill, to see love, it. chill rap with uh, a couple of Cole's boys from Revenge of the Dreamers 3. And even the mastermind himself dropped a two pack this past week too. Lewis Street. We finally got some Cole music. Uh, he actually wrote an article for the Players Tribune last Wednesday, uh, stating that this he has a couple of things left to check off on his bucket list before he is going to retire from the game. Uh, one of the legends in hip hop, Cole. Um, we've appreciated this music for so long, and 
the beginning of the end is near. And it starts on Lewis Street with this two-pack, Lion King on Ice and The Climb Back. These two songs definitely, one was produced by Cole. I think The Climb Back was produced by Cole. But this Lion King on Ice was also produced by Jetson Maid. And there's one other person, too. And T-minus, too, right. And with those collaborations on Lion King on Ice and even Cole just kind of getting super introspective in his wordplay and, and really being the conscious rapper that he truly is, these songs are a very good sign for what the last album from him is going to be. And a lot of people on Twitter and pretty much the response that I've seen that Cole's gotten is that these two songs are some of his best to date. Um, I think this is the best we've heard from Cole in a really long time as far as new songs. Uh, going even back to Snow and the Bluff, I feel like he got a lot of criticism for being who he is, that conscious person. And now we see all of this kind of coming full circle yet again just because he's able to be as conscious as he was and still put out great music. And I think that's, he, he toes that line, that very fine line so well, whereas I feel as though that he's able, or he's going to be able to do it again. Like an entire album of fall or the fall off, if you will, the album's titled the fall off an entire album of Lion King on ice and the climb back is going to be a great final cherry on top for Cole. Most definitely. I think that it's nice to see that uh, the uh, mixed reviews of Snow on the Bluff didn't really scare him away from dropping more music. Uh, I agree, pretty, and I respect that for that. Um, I think that uh, the – I liked – between the two, which one did you prefer? I Everyone likes the climb back better. I'm a huge Lion King on Ice fan just because it's more of a – uppity hip-hop beat and i kind of like to hear cole spit more so yeah. than i like to hear him speak um i know he gets yeah, a lot of yeah. flack for having that preachy tone but i don't i don't mind it just because i like j cole um but yeah. if i'm gonna go back and replay something i'm gonna probably try and play something that you know when i have when i'm on aux i'm gonna be able to play it and i'm not gonna get shit for it you know what i mean <laughs> fair <laughs> enough yeah yeah I, I like both of the songs i couldn't really even pick i like them both for different reasons right same. That's how I felt too. We actually ran a the poll climb on back. Just and, felt more yeah. honest to Cole to me, uh, in a sense, because I mean it's produced by him, uh, and just like the the tone that he was taking felt a lot more introspective than a Lion King on Ice. Um, but honestly, nothing disappointing to say about these two tracks. I think there was there was a lot to there was a lot of music to unpack this week, and I think <laughs> that not dropping on Thursday worked in his favor. Absolutely, because everyone had the night to go through it. Everyone really didn't have to rush. It was nice. It was nice to see Cole drop on a Wednesday, and everyone loved it, just because J. Cole is back. We know where he's at, but where's Kendrick at, you know? No one really knows where Kendrick's at. Who was – someone was trending yesterday. I'm trying to remember. Someone was trending yesterday. I think Kendrick was actually trending on Twitter yesterday and people were getting pissed off because he was trending and there was no mention of any new music. It's like, stop trying to make Kendrick trend. Like if he's not dropping, like don't be, don't be that person to start this trend. Does anyone know what Kendrick Lamar has been doing? Like, I mean, the last time we've seen or heard of him was at the protest in Compton a couple months back, but that's the last I've seen anything of him. I haven't really heard anything about what he's doing know, musically. Dude. Like he's known for being a rapper, but he doesn't do much rapping. Well, I mean, he's Kendrick, <laughs> baby. He can do whatever he wants, dude. How long I feel is like he gonna Kendrick, be on yeah. ride on, on to, to pimp a butterfly and damn though? 
Uh, Damn, it's so good. Dude, if Kendrick goes another like says. two years without dropping an album, I'm gonna be like, bro, you're not a rapper anymore. Is Kendrick becoming the new Pusha T, where he could just drop whenever he wants and no one would care? But Pusha still drops, and at least Pusha does features when he's not dropping. I guess you're right. I feel like Kendrick just needs to be on some more stuff, dude. You know, the only thing I've heard from Kendrick in the last year is uh, a reference track for a Baby Keem song. Hello, really? I love Baby Keem. I hope that's actually a real song. I don't know if it was fake or not. So I hope it's not. It, the but... last time, the last time I heard Kendrick was uh, actually on Hair Down with Sir in 2019. That's that last feature, I think. You know, you know what I'm talking about? That song is like an R&B joint. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I think that song. I think it's on his album. I'm tired of seeing Kendrick Lamar on my timeline so often when he doesn't drop music. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's where people are pissed off that he's trending because so many people are fucking like talking about him and he doesn't have any music or he hasn't even dropped anything. And it's like, bro, like, why are you tweeting about him in the first place? Dude, like, stop I like it. All, the, all the takes, bro. Every take on Twitter that is hip hop related is always like Kendrick, I'm done. Kendrick, 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 I'm Kendrick, Kendrick. I'm over it, man. Just because I'm going to focus on the rappers who are actually dropping music. This is why this is why I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the OTT because the hot takes, I mean, we do give our opinions, but they aren't necessarily hot in a way where we don't have the knowledge and the criticism to back it. And I feel like hip hop Twitter, are we, I mean, I'm ready to dive into this just because I've seen some things on the feed that just doesn't make any sense. I saw a nav over Eminem take. Yeah, I saw that, Nav over Eminem today, actually, and I was like, "What is going on, guys? Like, people well, give Twitter Eminem very, so much shit." Very, very interesting place, man. No wonder I, why people leave. You know, like you ever see those like posts about like people like, "Oh, I'm yeah. leaving the community forever." I'm like, "Yeah, like, dude, it's toxic it's as hell sometimes." I don't know. We've made a lot of good friends, but like, oh, I, to our I followers, yeah, I mean, talk to. Um, yeah, absolutely. I feel like I we've surrounded that, ourselves with good people. Yeah, just sucks that there has to be that like large. I, I mean, also, I think that a big part of it is that a lot of that that segment of Twitter is younger. Um, dude, like they weren't bumping Eminem when they were kids, so they like, <laughs> dude. If I was know. like thirteen years old and all I knew was Nav, like, and all I saw on Twitter was like Eminem hate, I'd probably think Nav was better than Eminem too. But bro, the craziest thing is like you know debating hip hop, right? That guy. Yeah. Motherfucker just turned twenty one. He just turned twenty one like last week. Damn. He's the homie. I'm though. like, I I know he's literally he one of like the hip hop Twitter goats. Followers. That's what I'm saying. He's one of like the OG goats for hip hop Twitter, and he's only twenty one years old. He's gone retweeted by J Cole, dude. I'm saying he's he has influence in the game, and he has a yeah. team debating hip hop with all these artists on. Just kind of like supporting that, it's crazy. Like you know, you can do anything you set your mind to, people. Like you could be I'm twenty-one down to years old and debating hip hop. I hope he. I mean, Craig, if you're out there, please sign us. Sign us, Craig. Please. We'll be team debating hip hop. We'll, we'll try our best. We do to be debating hip hop too. Like we we sit here and debate. Hip-hop. Like we be debating hip hop, but like he's debating hip hop. You know what I mean? Like he's the guy. He's the guy behind the guy, and we're just the people. If you know, it's undebatable. Ski mask song being too damn good. Yeah, we knew that already. 
Burn dude, the hoods. I my mind with that. That was that was dude, sick. I I mean, I feel like this entire podcast we've been trying to get to this point because we're so excited to talk about finally some new ski masks. Slump God, new video with Cole. Burn the hoods. Dude, ski the mask Pikachu is hat. messing up the KK. The peak. He's messing up the KKK in the Pikachu hat. Like the what? Uh, uniform. That shit was hard. I, I I love everything about the music video. I love everything about the song. We're really hearing like he's like revitalized that old SoundCloud sound, but it's fresh and new in that same sort of way. And the way that he raps, man, it's just so enticing. And it really makes you want to hear what he's saying and want to hear more because he's super creative in what he's able to talk about within that really fast triplet flow that he does. I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a goofy, like sped up, like Migos triplet, but it's like doubled the triplet. I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but if this song is anything like what we're going to get into his next album, because keep in mind, his album's coming out in October. He did a recent interview with Complex, and he says most of these songs are going to surprise fans because it's a new sound. And if it's anything like Burn the Hood, I'm here for it. I really am, just because I it's such the, a great song. I love the take on like doing the goofy, like cartoony rap that he's well-known for. Um, and then bringing in some like really meaningful topics because uh, it makes it really digestible for like kids. Exactly, you know? it's it's and, labeled uh, as a political hip hop. Not necessarily kids, but like teenagers who are listening to this music. Uh, and I think that it, it it gets them impassioned about about these things that I think are really important to care about in the world. And too often, we're too caught up in our own little bubble to like really care about Notice. what's going on mm-hmm. around us, but. Um, I think Ski did a good job of like making it really digestible. The the song uh, really reminded me of like um, like members only like volume like one and two like like some uh, like some featuring yeah. Craig Zen type shit and yeah, back yeah, in the day like H two O or like uh, off yeah, the yeah, yeah. that's what Dude, I'm saying like I really got in his pocket and like made some really cool references and sick beat very like ski thrives on these simple beats i think i know um but he's able to just like twist and turn them to his own to his own measure so i i I really enjoyed this track i think it was probably my favorite ski mask song in a a cool minute Um, yeah last album he had was in uh 2018 with stokely Uh, his last song was carbonated water and i think he dropped that in march that's reportedly going to be on his album in october so we have two singles from the album now I think the track list is somewhere. I, I looked at this. I looked at this on yeah, Genius like a couple a, days back. Like trying to remember rumored, it. There's like yeah, rumored track list on Genius. It's like 20, 24 songs, a couple skits. Craig Zed oh, is featured on there of, too, actually. Speaking of JID earlier, um, actually, I guess in that uh, interview that Ski did, uh, he someone asked him, uh, "When can we see the JID and Ski feature?" Because they've been talking about doing music since they were on the XXL freshman cover together in uh, 2017, I want to say. Um, they are. And uh, he said to look out for Jaddy's album. So hopefully we're getting a ski ski mask feature on um, on JID. You know what I really want from Ski Mask? I mean, when you, when you really peel back the curtain again, when we're talking about emo rappers, in the same sense, I mean, Ski has lost best friends in X and Juice in the past two years. And I feel like heading into this album, when he's talking about, Oh, you're going to hear a different side of me. You're going to hear a different sound. I feel like we're going to really see the evolution of ski master slump God on this next record. And it's exciting because with all the adversity he's had to face in the past couple of years, 
we're going to see him actually face that head on and really deal with that, that I guess, sadness that whatever he's going to, he was going through during those times. And he's going to shovel that into the music. And I think with this next tape, it's one to really look out for just because of the implication that's had, it's been around him for the past couple of years. Ski Mask is going to somehow in some sort of way, find a way to evolve his artistry and take that to the next level. And this is a perfect inkling to that. I don't know. You, you watched the entire uh, Lyrical Lemonade video with this song, right? And at the very end, there's a snippet to another song that that's going to be on his album. Good. And that sounded great. And I'm I, I, I'm very, really looking forward to it. I'm definitely going to keep my head down and just wait for this to drop just because, you know, it's been a long time for Ski and he's been through a lot in the past two years. And I just kind of want to see what he's going to say. Yeah, for real. Like, he's one of the few emo rappers left if we discount Trippy and Kid Leroy and and who else? Ian Dior is also one of them. He's also the most, like, different sounding from that pocket, you know? He's got – he's really – like, you can't mistake him for anyone else. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, he has his own thing within the genre, which is cool. Um, I think that – what I'm really looking forward to is just seeing like him mature as an artist. And um, I think that like, even when I first found out about X, um, I gravitated more towards ski uh, just personality wise. uh, And in terms of like the style of music he was making, it kind of resonated with me more initially. Um, So I, I, yeah, I've been a big fan of his since like 2015. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, where he takes this. Um, I'm excited too. I'm hoping that Ski Mask. I, I hope October comes sooner than later, just because I just want to. If there's one thing I'm really looking forward to, I think it's this Trippy album, the Ski Mask album, and I get. You know what? Who else am I looking out for? J Cole's album. Oh, I'm looking drops, forward to, to hearing Slumzilla. Yeah. Oh, Slumzilla. when we get when we get baby. Ski Mask and Zilla Kami. Oh, City Morgue is another uh, MVP of the OTT podcast, but absolutely, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to for to seeing. They're that. on that. I think Zilla's on that track list too that I sent you on Genius. Yeah. I think he he's one of the features. Is he not? This is like 30 songs though. I feel like it's probably this is probably just a compilation of everything that they've been that they put out might come out. I guess so, but still, yeah. No, I mean, regardless, is still stuff to be to look forward to. So. I hope um, Ski Mask kills it, and I I think he will. Yeah, I think it's the, the Zillacami track good. with with Ski has been like there's been snippets and stuff. Um, I haven't listened to any of them because I just kind of want that track to be completely fresh. But that track's called Thor's Worthy Hammer. I think that's such a dope wow. name for this. That is insane. That's like the cool thing about Ski Mask. Like I feel like the cartoony as comic book characters that hip hop desperately needs ski mass is one of them. MF doom is also one of the other ones. I feel like those two are kind of in their pocket when it's creativity cartoony wise. He's the lighthearted like counterbalance to uh, X and juices. Like exactly like edgy, depressive druggy, you know, that ragged, rugged type sound that we hear from both of them. But it's very emotive and, and passionate. But Ski's the the energetic, happy-go-lucky rapper in that sense. And, His yeah, he, he basically bounces it out. Too. I mean, we've seen him work with Offset. I don't know if you've heard this song, but he worked on a, a – he did a song called Achoo uh, featuring Keith Ape, who's a Korean rapper. Um, oh my God. One of my, I, I knew Keith Ape before I knew about Ski and X. 
Oh wait, Keith Ape. I've heard. I thought you said Keith Ape. I'm like, who is that? Nah, Keith Ape, the boy. Keep Keith Ape. Ijima. Ijima. But I'm happy. I hope Ski Mask drops soon. October is coming the way. Around that same time, Bobby Schmurter is getting out of prison too. And are we looking for a new mixtape? We did post this on our Instagram if you guys didn't see us. And please be sure to follow us at OffXDXTop on both Twitter and Instagram. We just made it this week. We appreciate all the new followers and all the OTT gang members coming over. I know Namai is huge on Bobby. I know the OTT podcast really loves the New York style. We really love ASAP. We love Pop Smoke. Roddy Rebel has been a topic conversation in the past. GS9. We're huge fans. And the fact that Bobby's going to be getting out soon. Wait, isn't the mixtape supposed to be an entire thing? And it's all wrapped from prison. Like it's all written from prison or it's like recorded through the phone. Recorded, pre-recorded and he like got new beats and remastered it. Or if it's going to be like jail versus, I don't know if I can listen to an entire, (laughs) entire album. (laughs) Songs. Jail versus phone calls. But yeah, I remember, um buzzing he's a buzzing uh drill rapper from new york who's uh, he's probably like the top one with, right now um yeah with uh gs9 and uh was really well connected with pop smoke as well uh apparently was talking to bobby schmerner's mother and she mentioned that um he does have a mixtape coming out in august and he could be looking at a early release date so uh early release day as an early release from prison not early release day for the mixtape which is great uh, to see yeah no so i mean i'm looking more forward to bobby getting out than even a mixtape but uh any new music from him is always appreciated i'm surprised that if he exactly. had material for a mixtape he didn't release it earlier um, I mean, the last thing he dropped was in 2014 i mean he blew up off a five song ep yeah and we love I mean, to see it it was a beautiful ep too Bobby Bish- I mean, for real, Bobby blew up. What happens uh, with with given his situation? And uh, I mean, he always drops quality music, and the style of music that he made is now making a resurgence, thanks to Pop Smoke, at uh, the perfect time. Yeah, so I it, think it's so opportunistic. Be aligning for him better. Shoot for the stars, aim for the moon. I feel like it all worked out in that sort of way, where it's like Pop Smoke tragically leaves, but we get someone else back. You know, it's not totally lost for the New York drill scene just because it's it's pushed as far as it has just because of Pop Smoke and Fabio and and what we're seeing now, especially with Bobby Smyrna coming back sooner, Roddy Rebel possibly getting out sooner rather than later. We hope he's also in that GS9. Am I am I right? I'm pretty sure he's in GS9. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. Like, GS9 so with so hard. That's GS <laughs> from the gun squad. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hopefully, hopefully all these guys get out soon and we'll get some more music from them. I mean, I, I, I'm pumped just because the last time I did the Shmoney Dance was in 2016 and oh, I would love to do it again. You bumping that? You bumping that today, Namai? Oh, yeah. Thank dude. you all. Thank you all for listening. If you have not yet followed us on our new IG, please go do so at Top on Twitter as well. And please be sure to find us and listen to us on SoundCloud and Spotify at Off The Top Podcast. My, I think that's doing it for us today, man. Any final thoughts and, and words for our listeners for our 10th episode today, our 10th our, our one. It's been a crazy yeah, We're hitting double months. digits today, guys. So uh, thanks for sticking with us this far and uh, can't wait to keep making content. We appreciate you all. Keep listening. OTT gang, we're out. Signing off. We'll see you all next Tuesday.
I don't settle for less I'm a slap box a bird And then tear down the nest I'm a champion Try and put me to the test I'm up all day and night And I don't need no rest Keep making this music Cause my music slap Give me some money I will not pay back No ADHD But I can't stay on track 24-7 All I do is foul All the ladies want me Cause I look like a snack Send me a nude I will not send one back I'm a flirt baby girl Please